And we've been in the book of Acts, the book of Acts, living in victory, how to survive and thrive no matter what we're facing in life, no matter what trial, no matter what trial we're going through, what our church is going through, whatever the country is going through, (laughs) 2020, right? Uh, We can still not just survive, but we can thrive through, through our faith in Jesus Christ and by the power of the Holy Spirit. And boy, this book is perfect for what we're going through, isn't it? As a country and as, as a church and as individuals. And today we're going to see that the apostles really needed the Holy Spirit's power for the trial that they're going through, through their next trial. And we're going to see from this trial, we're going to see the proof that the Holy Spirit can empower us for anything and everything. Anything and everything, even persecution. What's the worst? You know, we think about the worst that we could face be persecution, martyrdom. Uh, but even in that, even in that trial, we can still have the Holy Spirit's power in a special way. And this is when this is what I call this persecution proof. Persecution proof. This proves this and it also prepares us, proofs us for persecution. Acts 5, 17 to 26. And it's interesting, we landed on this on the 4th of July, Independence Day. It's perfect timing because we're going to see that the apostles gain their freedom. They gain their freedom in a supernatural way. It's a wild story, wild story. But really, they were already free. We're going to see them being set free, but they were already free even when they were in prison, already when they were in prison. And that's why I call this persecution proof. This story proves, this story proves that they were already free, that they were already free. And it also shows us the key. This passage shows us the key to being persecution proof to being able to survive and thrive even in the face of any trial that we face, even persecution. And we can all, every one of us here, as we read this, this story here in Acts, the Holy Spirit has written here for us, we can experience that same freedom, the same peace, the same boldness, the same uh, Holy Spirit's presence that they have. We can experience the same thing no matter what trial has us in its grip. And we've all, we're all, I know all of you, you know I me, mean? we're all in, facing some trial, aren't we? Every one of us. No matter what trial has us in its grip, we can live free in Jesus Christ. We can live free no matter what we're, what we're facing. So let's pray. Father, just thank you for all who are here, all who are watching, all who are listening. We know that we're here Watching, listening for a reason. Your Holy Spirit has something for every one of us. It's no accident that we're here. I pray that every one of us would be free in Jesus Christ. And if anyone here has never put their faith in Christ, never found freedom in Christ, that today would be that day. On this 4th of July, Independence Day, it would be our spiritual Independence Day. We pray that in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, so we're ex- this story, we're just going to read uh, the first part of the story today. It's going to actually take us three weeks to get through the whole thing because it's so wild. <clears throat> but we'll pick it up in verse 17. Verse 17, the high priest and all his associates who were members of the party of the Sadducees. Remember the Sadducees? Sadducees, right? Because they don't believe in eternal life. Who wouldn't be sad, right? Who wouldn't be sad if they thought this was it, right? All right, Sadducees were filled with jealousy. They were arrested the apostles and put them in public jail. But during the night, an angel of the Lord opened 
the doors of the jail and brought them out. Go, stand in the temple courts, he said, and tell the people the full message of this new life. At daybreak, they entered the temple courts as they had been told and began to teach the people. When the high priest and his associates arrived, they called together the Sanhedrin, the full assembly of the elders of Israel, and sent to the jail for the apostles. But on arriving at the jail, the officers did not find them there. So they went back and reported, we found the jail securely locked with the guards standing at the door, but when we opened them, we found no one inside. On hearing this report, the captain of the temple guard and the chief priest were puzzled, wondering what would come of this. Then... Then someone came and said, look, the men you put in jail are... Crazy, right? Look, the men you put in jail are standing in the temple courts teaching the people. At that, the captain went with his officers and brought the apostles. They did not use force because they feared that the people would stone them. Wow. So we see the apostles persecuted again. And in each step of the way, as we go through Acts, we're going to see that the, the persecution will increase in intensity. And increase in intensity. Remember, the last time they were just threatened. This time they're actually put in prison. And a little bit later, the next couple of weeks, we're going to see in this conjunction, they're going to actually be flogged, whipped, beaten for their faith. And that's what happens as we go through the book of Acts, and that's what we are going to see in the USA today, that the persecution will intensify. It's going to intensify. Mark my words. It's going to intensify. If you haven't finished the Daniel Revelation series yet, I encourage you to do that. It's called Making Sense of This Crazy World. And don't forget, there are big money prizes for those who finish. Two more people have finished. Uh, Kimberly Moore, let me know, sent me an email that she's done with the series. And also my friend from college, Tom Kleinerman, is also done. Now, this is the problem I have. All four people that have earned big money prizes are not from our church yet. You guys have better catch up. They're all people watching live stream and, and watching the videos. So uh, I don't want to just give away all the big money prizes to people outside the church. All right? And my dad says he's going to listen to it twice so that when I go home in August, he wants me to take him out for pizza, twi- pizza and wings twice. All right? so, <laughs> he always works the angles. All right, so, but if you've li- been listening to that, working your way through it, you see in the book of Revelation that I'm not making this stuff up. It's coming persecution is coming it's going to increase in intensity but in in uh, along with the persecution we see that the first jailbreak we're going to see other jailbreaks in acts but this is the first jailbreak in the book of acts i call this persecution number two jailbreak number number one in my notes uh, when i do my bible study but this is proof that you can they they couldn't keep them in jail this is proof that you cannot put the holy spirit in prison You can't lock up the Holy Spirit. You can't keep them there. You can't imprison the gospel of Jesus Christ. You can't even slow it down. Persecution increases it, right? Even killing Christians is not stopping it. It's just speeding it up. As we have heard through history, it's been the the saying throughout history, the blood of the martyrs is the seed of the church. That's what sparks revivals. That's what spreads the gospel. That's why the Roman Empire couldn't stop it. 
And that's why the revived Roman Empire we see in the book of Revelation, they're not going to be able to stop the gospel of Jesus Christ. Even in the great tribulation. It's going to get worse, but they cannot stop it. I remember 20 years ago when we started this church, and then because of this church starting, they started this big pride movement in New Hope. Did you know that's when they started the parades and the big movement? That was because of us. They said, we're going to get something going big. We're going to drown you out. And that's why the whole big pride thing in New Hope is going is because of our church. Because they were determined not to let the gospel of Jesus Christ and the freedom that anyone, anyone and everyone can have in Jesus Christ, they were determined that that word would not get out. And they even passed, remember when they passed that first hate law? That wasn't a law. At first it was an ordinance, the, the hate Hate crime, but they didn't call it the hate crime ordinance. There wasn't a lot of teeth in it when they first passed it. But they passed it because of our church. Because we are preaching anyone and everyone can have freedom in Jesus Christ. And they didn't want people to hear that. And But boy, did people come to our church, even from the homosexual lifestyle, and found freedom in Christ. And I remember one of them, Linnell Hopewell, who passed away this year. Linnell Hopewell, I'll never forget, they passed this law. It wasn't a law, it was ordinance, whatever they, they, they'd say, this is going to become a law, we'll talk more about that later. They said, but, but we're going to do this because we're going to shut you up so you cannot preach what you're preaching, the hateful things you're preaching. The love of Jesus Christ is hateful, obviously. And so, but, uh, and you can be free in Jesus Christ. And, and I'll never forget, they, they, that week they passed this ordinance in New Hope. First small town in America to do it. There were some cities that had done it, but first town in America to do it. All in reaction to our church. And they said, we're going to use this to stop you preaching. Someday we're going to put you in jail for this. We're going to, you are not going to be allowed to preach this stuff anymore. And I'll never forget, that week, that Sunday, we had our, a baptism. And I think it might have been our first, it was our first river baptism. And uh, we were down in the river, not on the island yet. We were at a different location then. And Linnell Hopewell, anybody was there for Linnell's baptism? Some of you was there, were there. And I'll never forget, he was being baptized. and He was baptized and he was sharing his story. And I'll never forget, I, I'll never forget thinking, all the laws in the world can't stop the gospel of Jesus Christ. Can't stop it. And then... And then, in the last 20 years, seeing so many people set free, set free. But are you, are we prepared for persecution? Are we prepared for prison? Are we prepared for this? It's happening all over the world. Voice of the Martyrs, I get the regular email updates. You, if you don't get them, you can get them on email. You can get them on apps. I know Church of the Open Door, not Church. Open Door Ministries also has the same thing. Tremendous, those two organizations. But this week, Voice of the Mothers had this widow from Nigeria who was sharing and how, how they were being persecuted, horrible things happening. But she said, you know what? I'm not surprised. I was prepared for it. Because being a Christian means persecution. Being a real Christian means persecution. And that's exactly what Second Timothy 3.12 says. In fact, everyone who wants to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will be persecuted. It's a promise. 
I'm talking about real Christians, not the woke Christians, not the fake Christians, not the worldly Christians, not the conformed, not the carnal Christians. They're going to fit right in with the world. I'm talking about real Christians, the remnant Christians, the remnant church. will face persecution. It's a fact. And there's a book on the back. The deans gave me a, a book from Voice of the Martyrs. I put it on the back. It's a 40-day devotional. Uh, go ahead and take it. And then when you're done, bring it back and pass it to someone else. I want to get that circulating in the church because that's a, it's a wake-up. It's preparing us. Are you, are we prepared for persecution and prison? If 2020 and now 21 has taught us anything, it's that we must be prepared for persecution and prison. We must be prepared. Real persecution. Not what we've experienced so far. It's increasing intensity. But the real persecution is coming. Much of the world is already facing it. There's another promise that Jesus gave in Matthew 24, 9. It's another promise. He says, and you will be hated by all nations because of me. All nations. Guess what? Fourth of July, 245 years. Awesome, right? But guess what? We're going to be, this country is going to be one of those that doesn't celebrate freedom. It's going to be imprisoning and hating Christians. It's a promise from Jesus as we get closer to the time of the end. All nations will hate us. All nations. We already know what the communists have done over the years. Unbelievable stuff. And the communists and attacking Christians. We know what the Muslims have done. And they're doing today with the genocide of Christians. Now we see the European Union is squeezing Christians. Have you been paying attention? The, uh, the, in Canada, the laws that they're passing and, and putting pastors in jail for, and, and threatening them for preaching about against sexual sin. Uh, connect the dots. It, it's coming. The USA is ready to follow. We are ready to follow the world on this. One of the last few almost free countries where it's, it's going away quickly, isn't it? But we, we see it's being prepared. It's, it's ready to go. I'm, I'm a, you know, I'm a history nut. I read a lot of history and read Nazi Germany. And one of the keys to Nazi Germany going to the Nazis was they brainwashed, brainwashed the youth. They created the Nazi youth, the whole generation that was brainwashed. We are seeing that in the United States today. We now have the Nazi youth here in the United States. They've been brainwashed. We see anti-Semitism is rampant, is 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 celebrated by politicians and, and, and celebrities and attacking Israel and the Jews. Unbelievable what, what they are saying. It's rampant. We see the, the, the sin of abortion that is just, and you know, I've said this many times. If you, many women in our church have had abortions, men have been involved in it. We know God's mercy and God's grace, and I hope every one of you has got that healing, and we, we always stress that. But listen, What's going on in this country with abortion is just crazy. It's called reproductive justice now. It's part of the social justice movement, counterfeit movement, unbelievable, and the sexual sin that is rampant. And it's, it's mind-boggling what's happening in our country sexually, but it's not. If you read Revelation, uh, Revelation Romans chapter 1, 18 to 32, the steps to God's wrath, the steps to depravity, the steps to God's wrath. You look at that, those steps that we are on. I challenge you, look at it. It's scary. We, the USA, people say, does the USA have a chance? There's always a chance with God's mercy and grace. But right now, we are far along on the steps to God's wrath. We are teetering right now. It's scary that where we are, it's just mind-boggling. 
I was just reading about uh, this morning in the news, one of our hurdlers, one of the women hurdlers got disqualified. She was, uh, uh, she missed her drug test. There were several disqualified, but this one was disqualified for missing her drug test. And they know you miss your drug test, five year automatic ban. She's going to miss the Olympics. Her career is probably over, but she's fighting it and she's trying to get people to, you know, trying to work up enough compassion to overturn this. So what does she try? How does she get in compassion? She said the reason I couldn't, I can't believe it. She said the reason that I missed my drug test is because I had an abortion that day. So I should be allowed to compete in the Olympics. That's oh, <laughs> never mind the sexual sin, right? But but I, I I murdered my baby that day. That's why I should be allowed to run in the Olympics because and and half the country's already on her side. Oh yes, compassion, have compassion. Yeah, how about the baby? But think about that. In our country, she could say that and get, get half of the country behind her. By, by using that reasoning, we are teetering on wrath. But following this, what's going on in our country, and, uh, and there's a lot going on. I don't know if you know out west, there's, there's a massive drought. 13 states, 93% are under extreme drought. It's really bad. Crazy stories coming out of California, Nevada, Arizona. Uh, 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 yeah, Arizona, uh, Crazy stories, story after story. And you know what they're saying? It's climate change. It's climate change. Listen, I got something to tell you. Whether or not man-made, we can make climate change or not, that's up in the air. Although I would say that the, the people that are preaching it the loudest all fly their private jets all around. So they must not really believe it. Right? They want us to ride bicycles, but they still gonna, they're still going to fly their private jets. But no matter what's causing climate change, the Bible says that God is the one in control of the climate. God is in control of the droughts. God is. You, you read the book of Revelation. It's going to get the climate's going to really change. Really change. God is in control. It is a sign in the Bible over and over. It's a sign of God's judgment. It's under his control. God's wrath is being revealed. It's coming. Uh, with God's wrath, with God's wrath, there's some, another wrath coming. It's man's wrath is also coming. God's wrath is coming on the, the disobedient world, but man's wrath is, gonna, is going to ricochet, rebound on God's people. God's people. We see that all throughout church history. We see it in the book of Acts. We see it in the book of Daniel and Revelation. We see that with God's wrath comes man's wrath on God's people. That's going to intensify because they hate God. That's why they're under wrath and they're going to take it out on his people. Keep your eyes open. USA Today, Independence Day. We're going to, we're, it's going to happen. Mark my words. We're going to lose our independence. The Equality Act that is worming its way through, uh, through Congress right now. It's going on to the Senate, I think, next. Its goal, if you read the Equality Act, it is an anti-Christian act. It's meant to attack God's people. That's what it's doing. Mark my words. The Supreme Court this week. You, you would think, well, we got the Supreme Court. We got the Supreme Court. Do we? They just turned down that, that Washington Baker's case this week. She's losing her livelihood. She's losing everything because she wouldn't, wouldn't go against her faith. 
They set her up. She wouldn't go against her faith. They're not going against the Muslim bakers. <laughs> no. No, no. It's Christians. It's Christians that they're going after. And listen, the Supreme Court turned it down. They only needed four to take that case up. They couldn't even get four. Unbelievable. Clarence, Alito, and Gorsuch all were like, we got to take this up. Couldn't get the other two, you know, people we should be able to count on, right? Listen, it's going to come. I'm, I'm telling you, it's going to come. There is an anti-Christian agenda in the United States today, and its goal is to destroy any biblical foundation, anything built on God's word, its intent on destroying. And we're seeing it acted out constantly. We see it with marriage. First of all, it started with living together and divorce. Remember when those were like, nobody did that. I remember nobody did either one of those things. Now it's rampant. No big deal. No big deal. Even churches just give it a green light. I know people, you've been, some have been wrong. I get that. You know, you know, you know, I get that. But I'm talking about just acceptance of it. Acceptance of divorce and remarriage over and over again. And, and, and living together. No big deal. Even Christian kids, you know, living together. And now, and now it's gone to the homosexual marriage. And, and now, now that's, you know, being used as another point. Just like divorce and living together, now it's homosexual marriage. They're all being attacked. They're trying to undermine Genesis 2.24. For this reason, a man will leave his father and mother and be united to his wife, and the two will become one flesh. That is God's word. That is God's way. But they're trying to destroy that very thing. That very thing. And, not, and, now, and now they're going even further. Now they're getting rid of gender. There's no such thing as boys and girls. Disney World now no longer, no longer says, welcome, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. They've stopped it. Stopped it. They don't want to offend anybody. There's no such thing. Even Disney World. I'm done with it. Done with it. Even gender. How could you attack Gender. Because it's in God's word. It's foundational. Genesis 1.27. God said, God said, I gotta get the first word here. Oh. Oh, Genesis 1.27. Did we miss 2.24? Pop up 2.24 real quick. Did you, did you get 2.24? Okay, good. You already had that. Okay, go. Genesis 1.27. I just need the first word. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. God created male and female, and it was good. And, and it doesn't matter what Disney World says, it's still there. But the, why are they trying to over, even undo gender? It's because they want to destroy the foundation of God's word and God's truth. Mark my words, it's just going to keep going. Are you prepared? And if you say anything against any of these things, you're going to be in big trouble. You're going to be arrested. It's already happening in many countries. People, pastors, Christians being arrested for hate speech, hate crime. It is coming. It is coming. Are you prepared? Kim tells me all the time, whenever we see something in the news, she goes, you know, you're going to be the first to be arrested. I go, I know. I know. Yeah. 20, listen, 20 years ago, when we started New Hope Community Church, they openly, these groups were telling me we're starting this and that and this and that, and we're going to get you put in jail someday for saying what you are saying. Jesus is the only way. Sexual sin outside of a husband and wife marriage is wrong. 
anything like that. We're going to put, they told, they, they came around, they were so angry, they were shouting at me, oh, I, I wish I had it on video. You know, all the tolerance I experienced, you know. Uh, you're going to, we're going to arrest you someday for preaching God's word. That is the ultimate goal of the hate crimes. It, it's, it's to, it's to attack Christians. That's the ultimate goal. It's not about tolerance. It's about not tolerating Christians. That's what the whole goal of it all is. Are you prepared? Are you preparing your family? Are you preparing your family? I know I make Kim and the kids crazy at the beach. Hi, guys. Hope you're enjoying your beach time. I make them crazy. But, but, I, but I'm preparing them Always preparing them for what is coming. Uh, with verses, are you memorizing verses? Listen, I have thousands of verses memorized. It's getting harder and harder to pull them up, but they are there. They are there somewhere. I'm going to need the Holy Spirit, just like it says, the Holy Spirit will bring to mind, right? Uh, whenever you're arrested and brought to trial, do not worry beforehand about what to say, for the, the Holy Spirit will give you the words. I'm, I'm not saying that one up even. See, but, uh, but I got them. I got them. They're in there somewhere. For it's not you speaking, but the Holy Spirit speaking through you. All right. So it comes back. See? All right. So, but thousands of verses. You know what? Oh, I don't need to memorize verses. I got my cell phone. You think they're not going to stop that? Big tech is already keeping a lot of truth, wiping truth off of, you know, everything. Right? Blocking true statements. I've had true things. You you know who did you know what to me, right? True things, factual things. They block it. They block it because they don't want the truth. Listen, the day will come when you will open your phone and you won't be able to get Christian content on that. If you don't believe that, read the book of Revelation. You will not get Christian content on your phone. You won't be able to open the Bible. It will be blocked because it will be hate, hate speech. Blocked. You think the Antichrist is going to allow that? Or all that leads up to the Antichrist is going to allow that? It, you, if you, whatever you don't have memorized, you will not have. You better prepare. A lot, my, I, I just had my cat, one cataract done. I got two months more to wait for the other one, apparently. But, uh, but I'm hoping soon. But, you know, I could have probably waited. I could have waited another couple of years to do my cataracts. They're bad enough, but I could have waited. But you know why, why I chose to do it now? Because I want to be prepared. I want to be able to see, and one eye is going to see distance, and one eye is going to be reading. I want to be able to function without glasses. Because I may be somewhere where I won't have my glasses. I want to be able to, uh, I, 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 want to I want to be able to function without doctors. Eye doctors. I want to, listen, the Bible says in Revelation that we are not going to be able to buy or sell without the mark of the beast. Now, maybe we'll be gone, preacher of your rapture. Maybe we'll see some of that. Who knows? It's a mystery. But the point is, we will not have access to a lot of things when this happens. We have to be prepared, especially spiritually. But if we are prepared, and this is where we get back to the apostles, if we are prepared, we will be free even if we are in prison. Just like the apostles' prison break. What does that show us? We, they were already free. They were already free. The supernatural escape, the angel leading them out, was just showing a reality, showing us a reality. God could have got them out any time. They're not in prison. They're, they're there for a purpose. God had a purpose for them to be in that prison. And, and, and he could have intervened at any time. He could have let them out any time, but he had a purpose for them. They were still free. 
And not only that, as Christians, we're free. We're free from sin. We're free from Satan's power. We're free from the flesh. We're free from the world. We're free from the lies. We are free to live for Jesus Christ. We are free to share the gospel, the great news of Jesus Christ. We are free to preach the gospel no matter who says we should stop. And they're going to tell us to stop. They're already, right, Chuck, on the streets, already telling you to stop. Lots of, you got to fight through a lot already. But we, we are free to, 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 to disobey. We're going to talk about civil disobedience next week. <laughs> Wait till we get to that one. But we're free. We are free. That's what faith does. If we are living in the flesh, anybody here living in the flesh? Don't raise your hand. If we are living in the flesh, <clears throat> our focus is on the difficulties. Right? You ever feel yourself focusing on the difficulties? That's because we're living in the flesh. We shifted from spirit to flesh. We focus on the difficulties. But if we're living by faith, our focus is on the deliverance. Got all the D's there. Got that? I got, I got it to work. The deliverance. We can focus on the deliverance. So even though the apostles were persecuted and in prison, they were already free. Their faith in Jesus and the power of the Holy Spirit gave them freedom in Jesus Christ. No matter what we're facing, we are free in Jesus Christ. We're free. Are you free today? Have you ever put your faith in Jesus Christ? Have you ever given your life to Jesus Christ? Are you free have you ever been set free? John 3.16 talks about how to do it. And I know, I know both, at least hope you have this one memorized. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. That is how we are set free from sin, set free from Satan, set free from the world, set free from the lies when we put our faith in Jesus Christ. Whoever believes in him, the word in Greek doesn't mean just believe in your head. It means to believe in your heart. It means to completely put your trust in. And every one of us, there has to be a time that we're set free, that we say, God, I believe Jesus died for my sin. The sin that separated me from a relationship to God, I believe he died for me. I repent of that sin. I turn and walk away from that sin. I repent. I believe in Jesus. I put my faith in Jesus. His death on the cross for me. His resurrection from the dead to give me a new life. I put my faith in Jesus. Have you been set free? You can do that today. We're going to close in prayer in just a moment. You can pray the prayer of faith right now. And as Christians, are we living in our freedom? Are we living in the Holy Spirit's power? Are we living by faith? Are we experiencing that freedom? The, the freedom that, that, that the proof of it is, is a changed life and, and peace and power no matter what we're facing, even persecution. Are we experiencing that? Jesus said in John 8.31, he said, If you hold to my teaching, you are really my disciples. Got that? <laughs> I use this with a lot of Christians today. Oh, I'm a Christian. Oh, well, uh, how can you be? Because you're living this and doing that and believing this. It's impossible. Because Jesus said, if you hold to my teaching, you are really my disciples. And there's, uh, you just told me ten things in your life that contradict God's word completely. So it's impossible for you to be a Christian. If you hold to my teaching, you are really my disciples. Then you will know the truth. And the truth will set you free. Verse 36, so that if the Son sets you free... You will be free in 
indeed. Are we living in that freedom? Are we living in that freedom? The key to living in that freedom is communion. Close connection, fellowship with Jesus Christ. The key to that is communion. Communion. Now, remember, in this communion service today, will we remember our independence? That we've been set free by Jesus Christ. And now that that we've been set free, we can live free in Jesus Christ. Will we remember that? Will we remember that? What it is, we take, we, each one of you has a, if you're able to get one yet, or if you didn't, they're in the back there, you get the little cup, and it has, it has the, the wafer in it, and that represents the body of Jesus Christ. It's remembering, remembering Jesus, and then that he gave his body on the cross, and then inside is the, the juice, the grape juice, that represents the blood of Jesus Christ, remembering that Jesus shed his blood for us to set us free. And, and that's, that's what we do. How we take it, whenever you're, Todd's going to come up and lead us in a song and then lead us into some prayer and taking the communion. There's only two reasons why you shouldn't. Number one, if you're not a Christian yet, you haven't put your faith in Jesus yet, you're not ready to take that step of faith yet, wait. But I hope you do. I hope you do it today. The second reason why we shouldn't do it is if there's some sin in our life that we will not surrender. Doesn't mean we gotta be perfect. <laughs> Could have saved a lot of money on communion cups, right? No, 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 no. It doesn't mean that we don't sin, don't struggle, but it means we surrender. God, whatever your word says, I believe it. And I may have a lot of struggles, but I need your mercy and I need your grace. I need your daily presence in my life to keep on fighting. But if there's something in your life you say, I don't care what God's word says, I'm not gonna follow it. Don't take the Lord's Supper in an unworthy way. But you can, you can. Repent. You can surrender it today. You can start fighting again today. Any one of us can do that at any time. Approach the throne of grace for mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. I hope, I hope everyone does because everyone can. Let me pray. As we go to this time of prayer to prepare for communion, how is the Holy Spirit speaking to us? Maybe you're here today and you've never been set free. You've never put your faith in Jesus Christ. But the Holy Spirit is speaking to you, calling you, drawing you, and you can do that right now. There's no special ritual. There's no special prayer. It's very, the prayer of faith in God's Word is very, very simple. God, I repent of my sin. Everything in my life that goes against your word. I repent. I ask you to forgive me. Everything I've ever done, am doing, will do, that goes against your word. Forgive me. I repent. Forgive me because I'm putting my faith, I put my faith in Jesus. Your one and only Son, I put my faith in Jesus. His death on the cross for me that paid. With His own blood, I put my faith in the cross. I put my faith in His resurrection from the dead to give me a new life. I give my life to Jesus. 
if you have prayed that prayer of faith, the Holy Spirit has just entered into you. The Spirit of Jesus himself is in you. And it's just made you a brand new creation in Christ. The old has gone, the new has come. Your life will never be the same. I want to encourage you to let somebody know. Maybe you have a family member or a friend you could tell. Maybe tell me on the way out. Tell somebody about your new faith in Christ, your new life in Christ, so we can be excited for you and, and, and help you grow, encourage you. But that means now that you can take communion. You can commune with God anytime. This is just remembering that today, but this is meant for every day. You can commune, you can talk with God as your Father now through Jesus. For those of us who have already put our faith in Christ, how is the Holy Spirit speaking to us? Are we living in our freedom? What in our life have we allowed to creep in that goes against God's word and God's will? What lie have we bought? What sin have we fallen to? What stronghold needs to be torn down? Maybe our prayer is, God, I'm, I'm going to share this with a trusted pastor or counselor or brother or sister in Christ to, to break that stronghold. I know I need some, some support on this. People do it every week here. It's awesome. Father, I pray that every one of us would be persecution proof. We'd be prepared for it. And even when we're in the midst of it, Lord, that we would it wouldn't shake our faith one little bit. It would just strengthen our faith. I pray each of us would be a powerful witness to all around us through this time. And we pray your Holy Spirit would move in a special way through this communion. In Jesus' name.